Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 266 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. Today, we're going to be talking about short pushing, the shake hand grip, and receiving serves with a lot of spin. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Uh, thank you, Jeff. And uh, yes, welcome, Ping Skillers. Another yeah. show, another day. Indeed. And, you know, I'm pretty excited about today's show. A lot of discussion, and I think people are going to like the topics and the questions. Um, ah, good. What have, what have we got today, Jeff? Well, yesterday we skipped the show. <laughs> we were busy. <laughs> but the day before that, Alois. We asked everybody, have the Chinese national team selectors got too much power? They left out the number one in the women's and the number two in the men's. And in recent tournaments, it looks like that might not have been the right decision. But did people think these that the Chinese selectors have too much power? Well, yeah, yeah some, some really interesting comments. So... Um... Matt Salt, I think, you know, put a lot of thought into what he, uh, what he said. So he said that, and I'll read it all out to you. So Zhang Zhikou got the second spot because he has an opportunity to win his second Grand Slam and also because fans have been hoping for a Zhang versus and also because he's currently the most vulnerable of the four. So if he loses before the final, it's still good for the sport. Interesting theme. So... Fan Zendong would not lose before the final. Mm, probably not. And neither would Zhu Zin. So Fan Zendong has 2020 to look forward to. And it wouldn't be great for table tennis if he won this title at such a young age. Um, it would forecast another 10 to 12 years of China's chokehold on all major podiums. The selectors made the right choice for the sport. But Ma and Fan would have been the strongest two choices. Zhu Zin is the natural choice for the team event because he's left-handed and, un- and unbeaten by foreigners in several years. Let's just discuss that for a while. Some interesting thoughts there by Matt Salt. Um, yeah, definitely some interesting thoughts. Um, and I agree with some of them. I don't think having a young winner is bad for the sport, though. Like, you know, someone coming along really young and winning the Olympics, I think that's great. Yeah, it is, but I also sort of like his his theory or his thinking of you know um, maybe just a a, a non Chinese um, final of the Olympics would be more interesting and maybe better for the sport. Not sure. Maybe. Um, uh, who was I mean, the last non Chinese a- to win the Olympics? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Brucey Ming? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd have to have a look. Um, Beating Wang Hao, I think. Yeah. So that didn't, I mean, you know, people didn't go, wow, that's great for the sport. And so, yeah, I don't know, but interesting. Um, but I think he's right. Zhu Zin, I think, hasn't lost to a foreigner for a long, long time. I guess, yeah, I'm not sure when he last lost to a foreigner. So, um I do think he's right that Zhang Zikou is the most vulnerable. So maybe the selectors did the right thing by the sport, but I don't think they chose him because they thought he was the most vulnerable. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I, I think they would be going for, uh, for you know, for gold and silver for sure. The Chinese, I mean, wouldn't like to lose um, 
you know, those those medals, that's for sure. Mm, interesting. Yeah, very interesting thoughts, uh, Matt. I like your like your theories and um, and uh, and thoughts on that. Um, so, so some other um, theories. Um, so uh, Pedro said, "Lucy, we're not being in there. I'm utterly baffled." Hmm. Um, Eddie Casser, our old friend Eddie Casser, this Olympics highlights the profound predicament the national selectors face. I feel the unnecessary pressure on the Chinese camp will play a factor. It is outrageous that top nations have to select two players for singles, the same as a nation ranked 30 or below. The solution is simple. Allow three players from each top 10 nations because they deserve it and it's good for table tennis. So, yeah. So some interesting thoughts there on that. Um, it is interesting, isn't it? And I'm just, I kind of tend to agree with that. But then on some other level, I kind of think, well, it is the Olympics. So shouldn't every country get to represent at the Olympics? And if they gave the top teams too many spots, then the bottom teams wouldn't be able to compete at all. So, yeah, I get where he's coming from. And yeah, I, but yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. And I, I but I, I, I mean, I still think you know you can limit or you're squeezing out some of the places, but for the top ten players to not be there, mm. I, yeah, I mean, you know, I think you just almost have to go. If you're in the top ten, you're there, and then we'll sort out places after that. You know, there's plenty of there's plenty of juggling that can be done. Down, down below, down the bottom. Can't the world championships speak for that? And then the Olympics more like, you know, country versus country. So it's not really about who's the top 10 because, well, you know, then top four Chinese. Then just have a teams event and don't have the singles. Well, there's yeah. another alternative. That's not the worst idea in the world. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But, um, yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the Olympic gold medal is, is definitely considered the pinnacle um, of the sport, you know, and it, but at the same time, everyone acknowledges that the world championships is harder to win. But if I think if you gave all the top players uh, the choice, uh, gold medal at Olympics or gold medal at world championships, they take the Olympics every time. Mm, yep, I agree. I agree. Interesting. All right. Well, today's Ping Skillers question of the day is. Can Ma Long now win the Olympics after two losses in the last two weeks? Jump onto our Facebook page, let us know your thoughts on Ma Long or onto the Ping Seals website and click on our table tennis blog link. So pingseals.com and can Ma Long win the Olympics after two losses in two weeks? Mm. All right. So that moves us on to Technique Tuesday even though it's a Wednesday because we missed a show yesterday. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, we had such a good segment prepared. We're going to run with it anyway. So Technique Wednesday, short pushing, Alois. Tell us about good. this. Good. Um, yes. So short pushing is, um, I think, an often neglected area of the game um, and especially at the, at the higher club level, you know, at the higher club level and the state level and the national level, I think, Players are just not focusing enough on it. They need to see um, and appreciate the game of the Chinese, the top Chinese players and just how good they are at being able to play the ball short. So for me, it's, it's, a, real, it's a technique that we need to start to focus more on um, and just um, get, 
you at the club level to, 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 to focus on it for a while. Just focus on being able to push short, being able to serve short, and just watch how the, the game of table tennis changes. Um, you know, we and, and the, the, the issue is always because when we watch a game of table tennis, the thing that always sticks in our mind is the big shots. We see the big shots and we go, wow, that's fantastic. That's how I want to play. But these guys win rallies by being able to play the the, the small shots, the, the short pushes and the short um, serving and um, just being able to tie the other person up. So, yeah. So short pushing for me, really important and really important technique. Um, how, how do you do it? A couple of things to, to think about when, you, when you're short pushing. The first one is just making sure that your hand is very soft and relaxed. Um, so I like to I like to say to to keep those fingers in contact with the racket handle, but very very lightly and very loosely. So you're definitely not gripping tight here. You're keeping it nice and loose and relaxed, and that helps you to absorb some of the speed on the ball and to keep it short. Um, and then the the second thing is to take the ball as early as you possibly can. So as soon as the ball bounces. You want to be trying to uh, make contact there. If you let it bounce and the ball bounces all the way back here, it's really difficult to, to get the ball short on the other side. So get that ball really early. Take that, um, Keep your hand really nice, loose and relaxed and soft and, be, and then uh, that'll help you to be able to push that ball short. Mm, yeah, I like that. So a couple of things there. With the grip, um, yeah, nice and relaxed. Yeah, I have to agree 100%. I find if, if I'm holding the bat really tight, not only am I not absorbing the spin, but I feel like it's hard to gently touch the ball. It's kind of like every movement's kind of pushing the ball quite fast. So, yeah, I, I like that idea, holding the bat softly. The mm-hmm. other point is taking the ball early. So I guess that means you need good footwork to get close to the ball. Yeah, and the footwork is the movement into the table. So for a right-hander, it's getting your right leg um, under the table as, as far as you can, and that will get your body and your nose and your, and your bat close to that, um, the bounce of the ball. Um, if you don't get close um, and under the table, then basically you're, you're limited as to how far you can reach forward. So yeah, so, so if you reach the, like right forward and you've got your arm out straight, I, it feels like to me you're going to have less control than if you're up closer and and you're actually watching the ball a bit closer. But also you seem to have a bit more control if your arm's a little bit bent and not just at full stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, we, we talk about you know um, your ideal um, contact position in relation to your body. So we talk about it as, you know, somewhere where you would catch a ball. So if you're catching the ball here, that's where you want to um, to contact the ball with your, with your bat as well and not out there. You don't want to catch the ball out there because that becomes really awkward. You see little kids when they catch and they try to catch out there, um, and that's difficult. Um, as you get uh, more coordinated, the catch is um, becomes here. This is, this is your control position here. So that's, that's where you want to be hitting the ball. Makes a lot of sense. Good. All right. So, uh, Ping Skillers, your task for today is watch some of the top Chinese and don't focus on the big shots. Focus on their serves, their return of serves, and their short play. 
Just notice how good that is. And then next time you're practicing, just do some short pushing. Do some practice. Um, short push, short push, short push, short push, push. Think about it more in your games. That's your challenge. All righty. Time for some questions, Alois. And first up is one from Krishi, who says, is Marlong using the shake hand shallow grip or the shake hand deep grip? And can the inflexible wrist in shake hand deep grip affect us in playing the forehand drive? Yeah. So, yeah. so by deep grip, I think you're talking about in here or and the shallow grip is here. I'm not sure exactly, but anyway. Um, so if, you're, if you've got the uh, bat really close into your hand, you can still have flexibility in your wrist as long as you, yeah, your fingers are, are relaxed, your hand is relaxed, you can still utilise your wrist well. Um, but the tendency is that when you get that grip up there, you often tend to grip that bat a little bit tighter. Um, so just make sure you're keeping that nice and loose, so not tight, loose if it's there. Um, and then you'll still have flexibility in the wrist to be able to uh, to make your shots well as, um, as well. Ma Long holds the bat fairly close into his hand. Okay, so it's it's quite close there. And you see the power he generates and you see the flexibility of his wrist. So, yeah, there's no issue there. Excellent. And, like, if you're um, coaching some people that are just starting out, do you focus too much on whether it's the shallow or deep grip or as long as they've got their finger and thumb sort of right, it's okay? Or what do you do there? Yeah, I, I try to try to get them to have it fairly close up into the hand into the handle and um, just get better uh, control over the racket rather than that. Um, when when they've got the grip like that, it's very easy to to have changes in the racket angle, um, which means that you're going to end up with more mistakes. So by by getting the bat closer into the hand. Um, you get much better control over the racket head. So yeah. especially starting out, I think that's better. Yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, if it's good enough for Ma Long, who's to argue? All right. Okay. Next up is, yeah. Next up is a question from Man Shay. He says, when I receive a hard spin from the serve, many times when I want to play the backhand, it goes outside of the table. What should I do? Yeah. So if um, if you're finding that your um, that the ball's flying off the end of the table, a couple of things. One could be that you you're just bunting the ball back and you're not spinning the ball. And a lot of pe- people do that uh, when they're returning. So they might tighten up when the ball's got spin on and just um, jab at the ball like that. So by jabbing at the ball, you're not generating your own topspin. And that will tend to mean that the ball can fly long off the end of the table. So really important to keep this hand uh, relaxed when you're returning to make that topspin action um, so that then the ball can dip onto the table as well. If um, if you can just start in that uh, relaxed position there, then... Uh, you've got a chance of making that nice wrist action to be able to lift that ball with topspin, and that's what's going to dip the ball onto the table. Okay, yeah. And I guess, yeah, obviously returning serves a hard part of the game, and, you know, reading the spin is important because 
I guess if there's a lot of top spin, your stroke might be slightly different than if there's if the ball's flatter and also adjusting for the side spin. So I guess you've got to watch the ball pretty closely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that, that's basic. You, you watch the ball and see what type of spin's on the ball. So, yeah, that, that's, that's important. Um, the, the adding the top spin yourself gives you a bigger margin for error, though. So if you do slightly misread it, if you're putting a lot of top spin on the, on the ball and contacting the ball nice and fast, then you're generating your own spin and the ball's going to dip onto the table. Um, so often, I mean, often this happens that, you know, when you are returning, you're a little bit unsure and nervous. So then when you're unsure, you tighten up and you try to just guide the ball on the table. And that's where you really get into trouble. So uh, in that situation, if you can just really uh, whip at the ball um, and contact the ball fast, uh, or, sorry, with a fast racket ac- action and fast racket head, you're more chance of uh, generating the spin and uh, getting that ball on. Yeah. Now, I think there's a real perception out there, Alois, that the backhand is harder than the forehand. Maybe I'm not sure, but I think that's a sort of a perception. But you watch the, all the top players now, and their backhands are incredible, and obviously they practice a lot, but compared to their forehands, they're, they're catching up. And so I'm guessing people at the club level who want to do this top spin on the backhand, I don't think it's like totally out of people's reach to be able to play that shot. No, yeah, I think you're right. Um, but I mean, I always found the forehand easier, but you know, it's probably what you start with as well. Um, I've, I did a lot of forehand play when I was younger. Um, so. Yeah, for me, forehands are easier. The The reason that forehands are easier for me or in my head is that you've got more flexibility um, of contact. So, you know, if you contact the ball here or there or there, um, you, you, can, um, you can adjust. Whereas on the backhand, I find that, you know, if I haven't got the ball right there in the right position, then it becomes a, more of an awkward, um, awkward shot. So rather than from there or from there. So, yeah. But but as your players now in the world are just, they're ripping their backhands. Yeah. All right. Well, good question, Manche. So, yeah, try and add a little bit of topspin to those heavy serves and uh, see if that helps you out. Good one. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. That wraps up show 266. Um Make sure you check out pingskills.com. Sign up for our free newsletter if you haven't already. Pingskills.com. Thanks again and thank you, Alois. Thanks, Jeffrey, and we shall see you tomorrow. Indeed. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye.